What up, what up, what up? Well, y'all pretty much know when you hear my voice first that uh, we're not doing a new episode, but we do have one of our favorite, favorite episodes here right after the holidays. We had a great time at all class, had a little bit too much fun for Thanksgiving, ate too much, didn't get a chance to record, but we wanted to make sure that we brought you guys some awesome content as we always do. So sit back, relax, check out this great episode. And for the folks on Inspire You on air, we appreciate you guys. We're going to see you guys at the sneaker ball. We're super excited about that one. Uh, for the listeners out there that aren't listening on Inspire You on air, make sure you guys go out, check out the sneaker ball and make sure you uh, cop your tickets for that. With that, man, I'm just going to turn it over to Ferg and everybody. And we're going to jump into this show. Um, I guess the last part of the question. Is, so is there ever a reason to cheat then? You know, like they always say, well, he's going to you can do everything right. And so he's still going to cheat or there's never an excuse to cheat. I'm like, eh. uh, no, no. Eh. When, like, yeah. When you start rationing out the, the sex, when you start, you know, using it like like Ferg, I think you said it. When you start using it as a leverage piece, uh, it's time to go cheat. <laughs> <laughs> What up, what up, what up, what up? It's three brothers, no sense. I'm Tavares Ferguson, aka Ferg. Join my co host, Rizy and Buff. Fellas, tell them what's on your minds. What's up, y'all? Uh, the only thing or the first thing that I want to talk about is All-American Homecoming. I, I know we've talked about All-American and how it's a pretty good show, especially it being on CW. But um, the episode of All-American Homecoming, they did a preview episode of the spinoff that's happening where um, I, I can't remember the old girl's name, but one of them's going to an HBCU. And when I say it is like super HBCU feel to it, it's to me, it's what grownish should have been. And so it's a really, really good take on the HBCU experience. All American in general has kind of been going full Black Lives Matter anyway. And uh, they doubled down on it with this homecoming spinoff. So if you guys haven't seen that episode, go check it out. I'm pretty excited for the actual full spinoff and series that's going to come in. I think it's coming in around September, but uh, be looking for that. But first, did you see that they shut down Bagram? Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. The memories <laughs> of Bagram Air Force Base. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, that wasn't the first time. Was that the first time we got rocketed in Bagram or we were in yeah, Salerno? Yeah, like day two. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Welcome to war. Yeah, and then you went and like, uh, was that you that went into the minefield because you wanted to take a picture with the? Uh, no, no, of course not. <laughs> that definitely wasn't me. That sounded like some shit you and Cookie and Wit were trying to do. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't subscribe to that. That's that was one of those situations. Like, hey, that's up kicking your ass. You know, Bro, no, I think it was. I, can't, I think it was stout actually. It was like it was like a bunch of downed aircraft or whatever, and there's a minefield leading into the aircraft, and he wanted to take a picture Bro. with Bro, it. I and it had, the, it had the little thing to say minefield, but he was like, "Oh, it can't be that bad. I'm sure I can make it." And he wanted to go and take a picture with the downed aircraft. And the stuff. fact that you thought that was me. <laughs> How long have you known me? I'm the most like we ain't doing no dumb. <laughs> like I don't, I don't believe in, bro. You wanted to go on those missions, and 
the closest thing we did is we had those remote control cars that we uh we bought and sent out into the minefield. They didn't blow up. <laughs> they just got too far to bring them back. But, we couldn't bring them back. <laughs> yeah. But no, no. Wit wanted to go get a remote control car. Remember that one? Yeah. Yeah. That was it. But no, bruh, me in a minefield? Bruh, I wasn't volunteering for nothing. I didn't volunteer for anything stateside, let alone at war. So got me messed up trying to go into a doggone minefield, trying to take pictures for man if you don't get buff what's going on uh, i'm overrising <laughs> yeah, apparently there's a section of the black community that's pissed off at juvenile man uh he he redid back that thing up with vax that thing up just wanted to see how y'all feel about that um because some people feel like it's once again pressuring people to get the vaccine that don't want it uh so i i get that but i i didn't i didn't feel like he was pressuring people. It was just like a an attempt at a cool way to encourage people to get it. But what were you guys' thoughts on it? If you've seen it. I'm going to stop you. Okay, there's a couple of things. First of all, if Juvenile is pressuring you to do anything, you need to reevaluate your life. That's, that's one. It's <laughs> just, man, now I got to get the vaccine because Juvenile said it in a rap song. Get out of here. Uh... Two, you said a cool way. I thought oh. that was so horrible. I'm and just a, like I watched attempt, maybe three point five. A cool way. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, okay. I, my bad. I misunderstood. I watched three point five. I heard the beat drop, and then I heard whatever they say back. I don't even know if I got to the the chorus. I just saw where they were going with, it and I was like, I'm over this. <laughs> I yeah, might got five seconds in. The verses were horrible. It was it was bad. Like, I'll take your whoever, word for it. I had second stops. Yeah. Whoever in the White House that like pushed that and said, yeah, let's do that and, and reached out and, and did all that coordination and all that, um, they need a black friend to be like, nah, bruh, let's not do that. Because I'm oh, sure no black person was like, this is it. This was a yeah, national. This was not just yeah, like no. It, you know how they they have the yeah. little like you you support like the the White House is pushing it, so it's gonna they're gonna like reach out to some nonprofit or something like that to be like, hey, can you make this thing happen? And then the nonprofit make it happen. That's usually how those types of things work, especially something like this where it's supposed to be like this national attempt because you don't use like just to use back that ass up the 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 sample of it in general it costs a lot of money. So to say yeah. I want Juvenile to actually show up and Manny yeah, actually to show up and do a verse for it. They paid they for that. Video. They pretty much redid. And so I ain't mad at I'm not mad at Juvie, actually. I ain't mad at Juvie. I ain't mad at, uh, you oh, know, Manny. I ain't Manny. mad at the check. I ain't yeah, mad at the check. I, I never check, get mad at the check. check. I never get mad at the check. So my, my take on it is, I mean, if if one, two people changed their mind and felt pressured and went ahead and got the vax. Hey, I'll, I'm all for it any way we can. It was no different than the strippers uh, with they supporting, was it Joe Biden that they supported or whatever? Oh, yeah. Or uh, Kamala, <laughs> I can't remember who that it was. <laughs> was that Magic City? You know, so... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the Magic City strippers, they were like, go vote. Yes. <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm all for it. Whatever it takes to to engage a certain community that normally isn't engaged, whatever, man. Uh, so it, it's an that, attempt. Rosie? What community? I mean, is that? I don't know what community they was looking for in this like vax that thing up because it just I don't know. I don't know. But again, it got us talking, right? right? We're we're talking about it. 
and we're talking about vaccine and everything like that. Well, so, I mean, I, I guess well, it kind of did what that, they, they that tried to do. became a pop song down there, so it, it's not, ne- I mean, it, obviously it was aimed at black people, but, I mean, that song reached a lot of white kids, too, so maybe maybe it got some of them thinking about it. Yeah. I was happy to see Mia X though. Yeah, maybe they were reaching. They 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 were trying to help out. You know, Mobile, <laughs> Alabama is right next yeah. to Louisiana, and you know, so it was really big here. Alabama just slipped to last in uh, number yeah. of vaccinations. Yeah. So you know, we're gonna be back maybe on it'll help. by fall. But I was happy to see Mia X. I do like I like seeing Mia X, man. So just hate it. Yeah, she was in it. Yeah, I didn't get that far. <laughs> <laughs> I had to turn it off. It was bad, bro. Wait, 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 wait. It was wait, wait. bad. Oh, and I agree it was bad. But this is coming from someone that watched and suggested let me smank it. Get him. Are you kidding me? Right now? Uh, let me smank oh, it is funny. Oh my it's God. a parody. Okay. All right. I, I, I watched it. I watch it based on it being funny. Like I, I don't feel they were trying to be funny. The fact that you remember that when we did that episode, like who even remembers that? <laughs> you enjoyed it. You watched it more than one time, sir. <laughs> I, I posted it a couple shared, times. He shared, <laughs> he shared it with people. It he sent times. it to people. <laughs> That's up there with tell me what that thing smelled like from. That was like what was, what was that. What's the BET um, After Dark thing? Uh, oh, uncut. Oh, um, yeah, that's 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 like an uncut classic. Let me smell it. That's good. That let me smell Girls mm. in uh, my world. You remember what I was? That, yes, and they're all <laughs> horrible. And I thought I would never think of that song again. Now it's in my head. I appreciate you, Rizzy. Thank you. <laughs> Tell us a joke or something. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get Sophie to do it. She she's gonna help us out. Hold on one second. Hey, Sophie. Hello. I'm gonna be down there this week. Oh, I'm gonna be down there this week. Yay! 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 I'll be Yay. down there Wednesday. Yeah. So Wednesday and Thursday. So hope to see you and we can have fun and do things that are funny. So no, much fun. So much fun. Should we invite your dad? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He oh, lives yeah, there. Of course we have to. Yeah, by default. <laughs> yeah, he's not as cool. Don't tell yeah. him I said that. Don't tell him I said that. He can't hear us. That's our little secret, he'll, right? He'll know that, that you said that. Stop. Now you're making us. Now he's on to us, Sophie. <laughs> it's, it's our little secret, okay? Okay. <laughs> yeah, me, you, and Byron are the cool ones. Remember okay. that, all right? Okay. All right. All right. You got a joke for us? Yeah. All righty. I'm ready. I'm going to get it today. I feel it. I'm feeling lucky. Okay. Maybe if restaurants um, hired taller people, they wouldn't be short-staffed during... The pandemic. That's that true. That's very true. That's very true. That is true. That is very true. That's very true. That is, that is a that is a fact. That is that's that's, that's that's pretty true. See, see, I like that one. I like that one. You, you, you're getting better, Sophie. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to see you, and we shall have fun. So much fun. So much fun. More fun than ever. More fun than ever. And I guess we'll invite your dad. 
We have to. Yeah, I know, because he's going to hear this, right? Yeah, he edits yeah. the videos. Yeah, he does. He's pretty <laughs> cool, though. Not as cool as us, but he's pretty cool. He is pretty cool. He is pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I will see you uh, this week, young lady. Okay. I'm going to see right. you this week. Okay, that's what's up. Correction. Sir. <laughs> Goodbye. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I think that was the friendliest beef <laughs> ever. I don't know. <laughs> I'll see you next week, sir. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't even think I said what happened, what my week was like, man. Um, it's been a crazy week, man. Just work, trying to get my... Uh, my fiscal ended last week. So this is the first day of the new fiscal for my job and just trying to wrap my mind around that. We're making a lot of changes and trying to get rid of this PTO. People, please use your PTO. I hate, I, I lost a lot of PTO this year. A lot. Um, Just take that vacation. Because I try to be, I try to do too much out I'll do a, I'll try to do those clever long weekends. I'll take off Friday and Monday and fly out Thursday night. And so now I got a four day weekend and look up at the end of the year and I still got 20 days of PTO left. It's like, why don't you just take the week off? So I don't know, but uh, outside of that, everything's good with me. Been a crazy week. And so I want to jump into it. You guys have a question or do you want me to go first? How how do you want to do this this week? Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You got it. Go ahead, man. All righty. So this is almost a blast from the past, but I'm going to kind of put a spin on it a little bit. So do you remember the a few weeks ago we had the conversation about the husband and wife that had the podcast and talking about uh, sex being a chore mm-hmm. and all that stuff, right? Yep. Well, I posted that because I was talking to one of my friends and we were having a conversation with it. And so I tagged them and the, the conversation started flowing again. But I'm taking it to another another part of one of the comments. It was about cheating. And it was, girl, you can do everything right. He's still going to cheat. And it wasn't even the cheating part that got to me. Oh, yeah. It was, you can do everything right. So I think we've all dated before. And this is not even my question. So I just want to get a quick 
Have you ever done everything right in a relationship? Uh, no, no, I doubt it. No. <laughs> you know, and so in saying that, what is your thoughts on that saying you can do everything right? Um, that's first first part of it. Um, what do people mean when they say that? And how does that thought process affect the relationship? Um, they're ba- people when people say that they're basically saying that in in general terms, uh, what the the so-called norm is that they're not cheating. They are giving their all to their significant other. They are doing it. They're not just saying I love you. They're showing it. Um, they're, I guess, spontaneously surprising them with, you know, gifts that isn't just on birthdays and holidays things like that. Uh, I think I think a side question, though, is are they really doing all of that stuff? Like you can think you're doing everything right, but you may just be doing the bare minimum. Like if you're married, you're just cooking and asking how your day is. Okay, but are you are you treating him? Are you surprising him with things? Are you, you know, asking him, is is there anything you could do better? I don't think anyone can ever do everything right because that essentially is saying you're perfect. And that's why I said, I think on the last episode with the ladies, you know, marriage is a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly fight because you're never going to be perfect at it. You're going to, you're going to fall short somewhere. It's important to, um, I think, try to realize and, and recognize some of those shortcomings and try to work at it and just always fighting to not be complacent in a relationship. But to go back to your original question, I think people are just essentially saying that, Hey, I'm not cheating. Uh, I love, I love him. I love her. And that should be enough when that person, I know, as you said before, Ferd, you may be doing everything right in your mind, but are you doing everything right according to their standards? And I think that's what people need to really figure out and find out from their significant other, what, instead of just assuming, well, I'm not out here in these streets. I make sure you have a, a hot meal or if you're a man, you know, I, you know, I keep a roof over your head. I keep all the bills paid, but you need to make sure you're doing the other things that that person really enjoys and appreciates too. Yeah. I, I would say th- they're being hyperbolic with it. Like it, it's, it's one of those things that they are taking it to the far, far extreme of saying you can do everything right and the man will still cheat. So they were they're using that as a foil to say that guy's still gonna cheat no matter what. Uh I don't think they're using that phrase to say that they are doing everything perfect or they are perfect or they're doing everything in their relationship. What they're saying is that you know, no matter what you do, that guy that was going to cheat will go and cheat. Um but I, I do think there are people out there that think they that they are doing everything right in their relationship and never become introspective and say, OK, am I giving everything to my spouse? Am I fulfilling every need that they have? Do we talk about that? Like I, I use the example when Jen was t- telling me about how, you know, she thinks I'm the greatest guy in the world or whatever, but she was still kind of feeling some type of way about me not really being in church. You know what I mean? And so it was one of those things that like, okay, I think I'm doing everything, but it's still something that she's longing for. There's something that she wants me to do more of in this relationship. Now, can I give it to her or not? I don't know, because, you know, I I just wasn't really in that 
in that in that space like that. But I, I tried my damnedest. I did everything that I could to make her feel comfortable in that. Uh, and so for me, I think I was doing everything. But at the same time, she still had a gap that she needed. So I, I, I think there's this idea of like Byron said, you have to have that conversation and be able to talk to them to say, OK, am I giving you everything? Am I actually providing everything and get that confirmation from them? Because if you don't get it from them, then you don't know if you're giving everything to that relationship and you are doing everything right. But I, I don't think the phrase hurts the relationship, because if they're using that as a phrase, they're using that just to support their argument of the guy still going to cheat. OK, um, I think for me, it starts with accountability. I think you you guys have been nicer than um, I'm actually used to you guys being on that subject, because I think. If you look for me, when I look at human nature, most people don't want to take accountability for their part. If you talk about a breakup, they're going to tell you everything they did and how. They are they are not even the victim, like it's all his fault, it's all her fault. You ever hear you very rarely see the accountability piece on. This is why this relationship didn't work. You know, accept me for who I am. You can't love me for who I am. Then you, you, you're not strong enough to be with a real woman or, you know, like it's those are those are things. And it's like, well, maybe why does he have to be so strong? Why does he have to be this? You know, why? Why should she just appreciate you for putting a roof over her head? She's a whole human being that needs more than just your financial obligations she needs somebody who's gonna love her the right way and stuff like that like because i hear guys like man i, I, I man she don't even gotta work man i buy her this i buy her that she wants okay great but mentally emotionally what are you doing for her we don't a lot of times we don't take accountability and i think that's the biggest thing is it's hard to grow when we don't take accountability that's why i always say the me that i want to be versus the me that i am two, do- two totally different people the me that I want to be for my wife and kids is not who I am. Like I want to be more uh, emotionally, not emotionally available, like uh, affectionately available, if that's even a term. There's things I want to do. I want to be uh, more emotionally aware, more more emotionally sensitive. That's where I some some places I struggle. I understand that, but I can't say. And I feel like I'm a pretty good guy. I'm a pretty good husband, pretty good father. But I can never say I did everything right. And it's so hard for people to, and from what I see, to take accountability for that. But I think a lot of people don't want to say, I, I, I was a part of this. To go back to the question, I'm going to tell you why you didn't do everything right. Your first mistake was you picked a cheater. You know, that's it. You know, it's, it's just like when you remember we were kids and you, you were picking teams, sometimes you can pick the wrong person. Are you a bad person for picking the wrong person? No, you just picked the wrong person. That that was a mistake. The first thing you did was pick the wrong person. That's what that was what you didn't do right. This guy is not capable of being in a monogamous relationship. She's not capable of being in an open relationship where she can share ideas and uh, be supportive of your needs as well. Like you chose this person. She she's not capable of giving you what you need. You chose this person. He's not capable of giving what you need or expect. And maybe you're not capable of of giving them what they need either. It's we have to be more open that we're not perfect. We have to accept our faults and just stop saying that whole always accept me for who I am. 
the people aren't trying to change you, but you have to realize that we all have quirks and faults that we can improve in. We're, we all work. We get uh, we get reviews for work. We're always trying to get better. You can't just tell your job like, OK, you know what? I hit my number this year, but they're like, hey, Rosie, you know, you hit your number this year. Like, let's we want you to keep getting better. It's a, what have you done for me lately type world. And. You can't just get stagnant. You can't get stagnant at work. You can't get stagnant in a relationship. You can always get better. Not saying those things, those little quirks are false. Those quirks might just not work in a relationship. Yeah. You know, and, and like you said, I mean, you got to continually get better because that person's continuing to grow. Like so often we hear the whole thing. We grew apart. We grew apart. You grew apart because that person was growing one way and you weren't either supporting them and moving with them uh, or you guys really did grow apart and not really think to come back and synchronize together. You remember a few months ago, a few well, a long time ago, we actually rated ourselves as spouses and uh, parents. I don't think anybody gave themselves like an A plus, like I'm perfect. And I feel like I've known both of you guys, you're great husbands, great parents, but there still was room for growth. Um, People. um, I guess the last part of the question is, so is there ever a reason to cheat then? You know, like they always say, well, he's going to, you can do everything right. And so he's still going to cheat or there's never an excuse to cheat. Like, eh. Uh no, no. When, uh, yeah. When you start rationing out the, the sex, when you start, you know, using it like like Ferg, I think you said it. When you start using it as a leverage piece, uh, it's time to go cheat. I wasn't ready for that. I'm a... I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no and yes, no and yes. I know two, bo- both no, both answers guy. is terrible. I'm gonna say no because no matter what the so-called reason is for you to go cheat, then that's your opportunity to exit that relationship. If you if you feel like she's rationing out the nanny, and you've had several conversations with her, like listen, I have needs, I have, I I need to be with you uh, on an intimate level as well as everything else in this relationship. She's still not giving it up then you need to make that decision to leave. However, that's why I say no. However, it's not always that easy to just leave. You know what I mean? Like, especially if you got a house together, kids, and a whole lot of, you know, life-changing decisions when, you know, if you feel like, well, you know, shorty at work has been looking at me and and, and been asking me, and I know I can get it. I know she ain't going to say anything. And so that's when the answer is, I've, I've asked my significant other over and over. She still won't address. He still won't address these needs. So I got to do what I got to do. So that's why it's no and yes for me. And it's yeah. cheaper to that, keep that her. That is. That it is. is cheaper to keep her. And it's cheaper yeah. to keep her on top of yeah. that. Yeah. I'm going to say, I, I don't condone cheating, but I get it. We use a lack of sex. I don't think it's just a lack of sex. Oh, no. That's, There's so that's many things example. that go into yeah. that. You know, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's I've seen people who are completely belittled in their relationship. Their wife doesn't respect them. They love her to death. She loves him to death, but she doesn't respect him. It's this cheating to me once again, and I think we put it on another level because there's a physical part to it. It's just as bad as so many other things we do in our relationships. When you're continuously disrespectful, when you're when there's uh, mental or physical abuse in there, like it's so many things and people don't leave. You know, it's you can love your wife to death, but she doesn't make you feel 
like she cares or she loves you or vice versa with your 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 husband. He doesn't make you feel it, but you love him. And somebody's giving you that attention that you didn't even realize you were missing, not condoning it. But I understand. I understand that people, you know, you can. OK, we're going to have sex. Oh, we'll have sex once a month then. So, you know, you can shut up. Nobody wants to um, be in that situation. Nobody wants to be n- not appreciate or not sought after and stuff like that. It's it's a connection. We we as men have feelings and desires as well. It's not all physical. It's the fact that that person wants to be with you. That still finds you attractive. That's that's huge. I know I'm going to get pushed back on that. You can leave. So can you. What made you stop having sex with? There's something that he's not giving you. So you not giving him having sex with him to me is just as bad as him cheating. You you were you you've made you drawn your line in the stand. He's drawn his line in the stand, saying you both made a decision to how to go about your relationship. So, all right, fellas, let's keep the party moving. Who's up next? I'll, I'll go because mine is a little bit about relationships and everything. So I'll stay in that same thing. There's a post going around uh, that talks about it's a guy and he's talking about how women don't need a man and the reasons why. Right. He's talking about how women can get checking accounts now. I don't, you know, jobs, um, you know, they don't need a guy for a mortgage anymore. Like they can own their own house and everything. And so, you know, marriage rates are going down and he was kind of explaining why. Uh, and then I saw another article that said that children, we have hit the highest point since like the 1930s that have two parent households and they've changed a little bit of the definition of a two parent household because it doesn't necessarily mean that both parents are living in the house. Um, they're, they're saying that, that both parents are engaged in the child's life. When I, And I like that because I, I, I do feel like it, you don't necessarily have to be in the same household to say that we are in a two parent household uh, for my child. My child has a parent, a father and a mother or, you know, two moms sometimes or whatever. Um, but it's, you know, there are two people that are watching this child. Uh, and that I think got over like the 70 percent mark. And like I said, that's the first time since like the 30s that they've shown that. Uh, and truthfully, it's probably more correct now because in the 1930s, everybody wasn't filling out surveys and censuses and uh, things like that. So, you know, it, we're probably more aligned and even better off than we were in the 30s at this point. But I wanted to ask you guys thoughts on. um you know, the fall of the black family or or the perceived fall of the black family and really kind of going back to my whole independent thing. But uh, why women don't need a man. So I want you guys uh, rethink our thoughts on why women don't need us. <laughs> you want to go for first for this is kind of like your wheelhouse. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so essentially your question is why, why don't women need a man? Correct. Yep. Yep. Uh, I mean, because, every- or if you disagree and you think they do, I mean, you know, say that, I mean, uh, they, they, they don't, they don't need a man. They can, they can, you know, they can live now, but is that a, is that a happy, easy, easy, easy life? I would tend to think that it's not, uh, but they're, they're able to go about life these ways because they have um, 
a lot of rights and privileges that they didn't have, you know, 50, 100 years ago or more. Uh, like you say, they can get their they can get jobs now. They can get their own home. They can do everything that requires you to live in a world without the help of a man. However, as I always say, you can drive a foot with a car, but that doesn't mean you should. You can do it, but I don't think you should because we all need some type of um, companionship. And, and obviously I'm speaking um, for straight women. Like if if you're a homosexual woman, then I would assume you would want a woman in your life. But we all need some type of affection and companionship. And yeah, you can do it, but what kind of life is that? You know what I mean? Like we only get one and that just doesn't seem like a great life. I think you're going to put some pushback on that, bro. <laughs> Yeah. Um, they don't need us. It's just that simple. I mean, if you just look at the facts, women have way, women have all the opportunities that a man has. And that's just, you know, and I'm saying all, but, you know, there's always going to be some stand up. Now, they might more challenges might come with that because, you know, it's not equal. It's not equitable right now. Women do have challenges that, you know, but I don't even want to get into that. But they they can have all the successes that a man has. And so I think it's twofold. And I'm talking about our black women. So our black women can be just as successful, if not more successful, successful than black men. And right now, I think when it comes to entrepreneurship, college graduation rates, our black women are crushing us. So that's 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 one side of it. I mean, as far as just like graduation races, I'm not talking about pay and all this stuff and all. I'm just saying like they have opportunities. And so they they know this, they've seen the success of that, and it's appealing. On the other side, you have like first generation college students. So my mom, grandmother, they didn't go to college. So you see the this is what I can be. I can do all these great things as a, a single black woman. I can do whatever I want to do. Then on the other end, even at my worst, I can still do it by myself. I've seen so many single independent black women do it on their own. So they, they've seen both sides of the spectrum. I can do it on, on my own and struggle. I can do it on my own and thrive, but either way I can do it on my own. Like there's a lot of examples. And I guess it goes against what Rise is saying. We're at 70% rate, but there's a, a lot of examples. I think maybe in past generations where they saw that they could still do it on their own. Either you can struggle and do it on your own and still be okay. Or you can, thrive and do it on your own and uh, be okay, but you can definitely do it on your own. And I don't think they've seen enough examples of what it could look like if we do it together. There's very, Rosie, you your family is one of the, that's close to me, one of the rare examples of what it looks like doing it together. You know, even from a male standpoint, you know, my wife hasn't seen that. You know, my siblings haven't seen that, you know, so for them, it's kind of like, hey, I can I can do this on my own. Byron, I know you want to combat that. You were shrugging your shoulders. And I mean, well, because we always hear, you know, women, black women are the most educated. And it's not that I push back on. I just I always feel like certain numbers need deeper diving into. I think because uh, I've heard that they're the most enrolled, not necessarily the most educated and when you say they're the most entrepreneurial, yeah, they are, but 
this pandemic showed us how vulnerable they are because most a lot of those entrepreneurships and stuff are like um, when you have excess of money that you can splurge on things or like they're in a lot of them are in like hair owning shops and stuff like that. Not the type of jobs that are like in your in in like the STEM type of field or whatever to where you can't really get a, get rid of that job. So a, a lot of our black women suffered oh. during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Oh, agree. Agree. What I'm just saying is for me, it's all about the opportunities that they have present. Oh, yeah, That's my absolutely. whole point. So they've seen that, you know, hey, they might be number two. They might be number three. 50 years ago, they weren't even on the freaking map. What, what I'm saying is they know that as a black woman, they can be successful. If they own a chain of hair stores, hair salons, they're sell- selling freaking um, Tohishinoni or freaking uh, what's the little tea? The the get quick, you oh. know, the slim fast tea or corsets or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Herbalife or whatever. Herbalife. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever whatever it is they're doing, they know that they have opportunities that wasn't present so they can be successful. They can they can make it. You know, I great the the women in the past, like they almost had to have they can't buy a house. They can't do this. They couldn't do certain things. There were there was, you know, the one offs. But it was tough to be a woman and not. So so I'll answer uh, Steve. I would have a man seem light. What what is it that you think I'll get the pushback on? Because I said they can, they don't need a man, but it doesn't seem ideal. Oh, that's the thing. You said it was an ideal, like to the point where I'm like, hey, I'm saying in the past it was an ideal. These women might like what they're doing now, because um, you're telling you you said what kind of life is that? It's like if you don't got no man, I don't know what, what, what you might not be happy. Oh, I don't mind pushback and on that. I, I think you might get some pushback I, on I, that. I part. stand on that. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 the difference. Yeah. That's the difference. It's like, hey, what kind of like your life is not fulfilled if you don't have a man? I don't know if that's what you're saying, but it can come off that way. I mean, and it probably will come off that way. Is it fulfilled, though? If, if you're a straight woman and you don't have a man and you're saying you don't need a man, then you either sleeping around with a whole bunch of different men or you want you don't you don't have that one man. So you. You're not getting fulfilled. Are you telling me? Are you telling me? You telling <laughs> digging, it, digging it deeper. You just digging deeper. Okay. So y'all, y'all are both telling me that. Well, you're nothing. Y'all are both telling me that sex isn't intimacy isn't a big thing in our lives. But the thing, yeah, I mean, because I think we both we all want to be in monogamous relationship. But there's women that don't want to necessarily be in a relationship where, like, I think even Jacelyn pushed back on, like, because of some of the stipulations that we hear about, you know, you have to take a backseat. I don't want to deal with all that. Like, I can date. I can have fun. I don't really need a man. Like, if I want to be with somebody, if I want to travel with my girls, I can travel with my girls. If I want to have a go out to dinner, I can find somebody to take me out to dinner But you conflate tonight you're conflating if things. I want to. Or, I'm not you know, saying, I'm not saying they need a man. I'm saying what type of life that would be. And if, and if you are agreeing, agreeing that everyone who's straight has sexual needs that need to be met, then those two don't go together. You have to have a man or you're sleeping around. They're, they're going to want a man. It might, exactly. The relationship might not be a monogamous, yeah. monogamous relationship where it's like, hey, 
I'm I'm with this guy all the time, but like that Jacelyn, she might have a squad. She might have three, four dudes. She might have Mike, Bruce, and Pokey right uh, right there at it, and that's her squad that she sticks with. So So I think our definition of need a man is different. Then for me, it's like being in a relationship and needing to be with somebody Mm -hmm. and all that stuff, rather than like, hey, it's Tuesday. I ain't I ain't uh. I ain't got nothing Listen, since last well, Thursday. Well, since y'all saying I'm digging, let me call if, if, somebody. If, since y'all saying I'm digging, if you don't need a man, be a nun. Pro- that that's how you would shut me up. If if you <laughs> one of those ones that are pushing back, you don't need a man, be a nun. And then I'll agree with you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So get get some of that heat off me. So, <laughs> but yeah, I I I agree with you guys. Uh, truthfully, is I I think when you say conflating the two, I really think that's the problem. Is people do they conflate the two? They conflate I I need a man with I want a man for a relationship, whatever my definition of the relationship I need at that time is. Uh, it's It might not be that monogamous relationship. I'm not trying to get married. I'm not even trying to have a boyfriend. But like I said, I need a dude that I can call and talk to and I want to be able to talk, you know, friendly type stuff. I need somebody that know how to work on cars and can come. And it might not be a guy. It might be a chick that, that is my homegirl that just really, really like working in a house and stuff like that and come can come hang my doors and all that stuff or whatever. You, you have belittled what a man is. That nigga that hang doors and fixes cars, that's all he's good for, right? Yeah, that is, that is. I mean, it, it really comes down to you, you You really only have so many needs, right? And and from a relationship standpoint, yeah, I mean, let, let's, let's boil it down to what it is, right? I need emotional support. I need like physical support and, and, and that type of thing. And then I need sexual support. Like those are really the only three things that a relationship is going to be providing you. Right. Let, I mean, let, let's boil it all the way down to it's, it's fine. essence. No, that's what I'm saying. Cause we, we just said that they don't need them for financial support. Like, like that is the thing. No, no, is, that, that's one of the things that's one of the things that somebody has to give it. Either you can give it to yourself or Yes, but you don't need a man to do that. So as a as a okay. woman, that and going back to that whole like that this whole fall of the black family, kind of back to my 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 question is I don't think it's a fall of the black family. What I think is it's women being able to be full on adults. Like you said, they can go out and get a job. They can go out and be an entrepreneur. They can go out and they can they can fend for themselves as an adult. Uh, and that really is what we were talking about with the whole independent thing. They can be independent. Uh, and live their lives independent of a, of a, a man. But when it comes down to, like Buff said, is they still have those other things that they need. And really, they, they can get from other women the, the two, right? They can they can have somebody to talk to and be emotionally supportive of them. They can have somebody that can come out and, like I said, fix the car and, and hang the doors or whatever. Like, fill in the gaps of the stuff that they can't do physically, right? Uh, and then there's the sexual part of it. So really, that's the only thing that they need men for. So basically, when you come down to it. All they need is some okay, well, what about exactly. protection? That's the only thing they need what from a man. Protection? Everything else they can get from another woman. If if, if we want to just talk through that, like they can get all that other stuff from a woman if they wanted they get, to. They can but get protection they, from the, a woman. The physical sexual part. They can wait, get wait. protection from a woman. I mean, really? hey, I know some women that carry that 45 and that like, hey, we can do what we do. I mean, but you know every, I mean? every every so every state they, they yeah. can get all that other stuff. I mean, but with taking taking guns out of it though, a woman can get protection from her homegirl. I mean, 
Bruh, you're not with your wife. You're not with your wife for twenty four seven. Like so, you know, it, it's okay. It's like, now, now you tab now you pick doesn't outliers. need you to protect answer, answer her twenty four seven. Answer my question. Answer my question. You picking outliers? A woman can get protection from another woman. Yes. Okay, so then, so you're saying, gay women, no, 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 gay couples, lesbian couples, lesbian couples, no, 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 that was your answer. So, taking your answer, we never ever have to ever see again when a woman is getting beat by a man. We never have to hear from another woman criticizing the other men that were around and didn't help, and and and, and posting that. And posting that comment, this is why we don't feel protected. Because they're talking to us when they post that comment. So so that so according to your answer, that comment is null and void now. It is. I'm gonna throw a, I'm gonna throw a wrench in that. Somebody's gonna say they need protection from other men. So if men weren't if men weren't being no woman women. Would would they would, would women need protection if men weren't the the problem, quote unquote? Well, we need police if there wasn't crime. There are always going to be bad people in our society. Right. There there are women that are abusive. So yes, they still I'm, would. If if no men ever beat, yes, we've had women serial killers before. So yes, but according to Rising, yeah, but they don't but need women, I, I agree, and I push back. Those women shouldn't be. Those women that are saying that are those women that have been raised in the patriarchy and what happens is they have been told that they have to be protected by men so they are they are they are already ingrained society has told them that a man has to protect them so that's why they're saying that so my so putting my feminist hat on yes yes they have so my society so, society has told so those them women you can't put your feminist hat on and then say that these women can't think for themselves and that they've been brainwashed by patriarchy that they need a man to that that go hand in hand to you? No, no. I mean, yes, it goes hand in hand because the 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 society is what the society that you're raised in is what you learn to uh, know. Like that is that is the whole nature versus well, nurture. Well, like feminine, you've been nurtured to think those things. Are feminists like, raised in the same society? Just being a feminist society? doesn't mean that you don't sit in you sit inside the culture. So are feminists raised you, in that you same fit society? You inside the culture and you're questioning it. I can't hear you. Are feminists raised in that same society? Yes. So they were. And so they, so, they, so they, the feminists are the only women that, that were able to think for themselves, and all the other women haven't. Didn't say that. It's, I'm asking, it's, they, I'm they've broken out. They've broken out. They've broken out of some norms. That doesn't mean that they've broken out of all norms. Okay. They question certain norms. I mean, it's no different than black people who like you. You look at the hoteps that you know. I'll be like, oh yeah, we're super pro black, but then we support Trump. Like it. It's it's it. it they're not mutually exclusive. You can't. You can you can be outside or think outside of the box in one area and still be inside a culture and inside of uh like social norms and stereotypes in another. You you don't just wake up and all of a sudden you're like super wise and like oh yeah I'm thinking about everything at the same time. It, it just doesn't work that way. I'm glad we ain't had a heated debate I, in a minute. I, so I, I know. <laughs> I think I think most women can think for themselves and they're not brainwashed by patriarchy. But okay. <laughs> So Byron, you want people back, Rising? I don't know who they. I just know I'm not the bad guy today. But we still got another question, so let's keep the party going. Listen, man. You know what? <laughs> that that it, it doesn't. My question doesn't have anything to do with relationships, but because how we disagree, it definitely segues way into it. Because my question is this, and I made uh, on our closing comments a few episodes ago. I made the comment that um, you know, in the next year or so, 
we may possibly be under a huge microscope and that I had a conversation with some people who questioned us on some of the comments we've made on past episodes. And while I definitely want the three of us to always stick to our truth, it did make me think because I've always considered us being very careful in our opinions while tackling tough subjects like we just did. Uh, You know, we've talked about homosexuality on here and just a lot of, you know, topics that can get people in trouble, depending on how you discuss it. Um, And in them questioning me that, you know, it made me definitely think about some things I said. And it brought me to this question here because so one of the things that they pointed out, I'll point out what they pointed out on me, not you guys. But on on like one of our episodes a couple of years ago, I said that I think uh, it was one night trans, if I'm not mistaken. And the question was, would you be mad if you found out that person was born a man and you had sex with them? You know, they had gone through the procedure of becoming a woman. You had sex with them not knowing. And then you find out later, would you be mad? And I said, yes, because that's not something that I would want to do, uh, you know, unknowingly or knowingly, whatever. However I want to say it. Uh, But I also followed up with saying that I wouldn't put hands on them. And that kind of was my saving grace because. They say, well, you did say that, so we understand where you're coming from. But my larger question is this, just like on Rosie's question and how I answered it. Is it possible to disagree with something and not be considered hating that? So, like, if I say, hey, you know, I don't, you know, I think, no, I'll say Rosie. Rosie said he didn't want to go to a gay club because he's not into Game, he's not into men, so he doesn't want to even be mistaken for that. Is it fair to take like that little quote without listening to the whole episode? Is it fair to paint Rosie as someone that hates gay people? Like, oh, did you hear what he said? He doesn't want to be around gay people, so he hates them. Is it possible to disagree with a hot topic but not be considered hating it? Because it seems like that's where a lot of the cancel culture comes in at is that you know, you state your opinion on something and then the mob comes at you and says, well, that must mean you hate gay people or you hate black people. I'll, I'll jump on this. So I think it's two part. Yeah, I mean, you should be able to voice your opinion. I think a lot of times where people get upset is when people voice an unwarranted opinion, like just jumping on here. Like if, oh, y'all should be going to gay. Cl- like, dog, you could you could live your life without saying I don't want to. Until this question came, that question came up, I've never been asked, would I go to a gay club? Mm-hmm. So me just making a post about, man, straight men shouldn't be going to gay clubs. You'll never find me in a gay club. Even though that's my opinion and maybe it wasn't meant, but I could see how somebody's like, but why, why, what does that have to do with anything? If you're being an interviewed and you're having a podcast and you're having a conversation on it, voice your opinion. But I think a lot of times people get upset when it's just like, where the hell did that come from? Like nobody asked you about your opinion on gay clubs or what straight men should do. And either way, you still have the right to say what the hell you want to say. But I think people question where that energy comes from or came from. And I don't think anything we've said, it might be because we're literally having conversations about it. But mm-hmm. I don't I try not to just throw random conversations or my opinions about stuff, especially if it's taboo or it could be hurtful to other people without. So so for like 
you know, when we started the podcast, nobody asked for our opinion in that uh, at that point. Like, you know, they can be on their social media platform and they're posting their thoughts and opinions and everything like that. But it, it's it's the exact same thing as our podcast when it really comes down to it. it it's un, unwarranted or unasked until they bring that up. That's their opinion they want to bring up. Same way we bring up a question that we want to talk about at that point. So I don't think it's because it's un, you know, unwarranted or, or unrequested. And Buff, to answer your question, I surely hope that you can have an opinion and have a, a bad clip and not get canceled or not feel like people are, you know, you're hating on that because like you said, somebody could take that clip of me saying, I don't want to go to a gay club or, you know, that ain't, that ain't my cup of tea. And people are like, Oh, look, he hates gay people without looking at the, the entirety of that episode or even the his my history of supporting the LBGTQ community. So it, it's, it's one of those things that sensational, sensationalism sales and mm. oh i got him in a hot mic i got him on a, a clip and i'm gonna take it and of course the opposition's always gonna be you know oh i'm gonna take that clip and i'm gonna doctor it i'm gonna spin it i'm gonna, I'm gonna take it out and boom now i've got something that people can talk to because the thing about it is the people that are listening to the ops what will happen is they are gonna be like see they hate gay he hates gay people and they're gonna run with that and it's it takes 50, 100 times more energy for me to go back and say, I don't hate gay people. And I have to address that with them and spin it back when instead of me continuing on with my agenda or where I want to go. So I I think. Go ahead. I was going to say, no, I want you to finish your point. Go ahead. Yeah. So I, I really think that it comes down to the the entirety of what somebody's doing. I, I, I don't think we've really ever taken a single clip and said, oh, I'm canceling this person because of this one clip. A lot of times what happens is that one clip might be the the camel or the what is it, the straw that broke the camel's back, or it might be the thing that like makes us really take a, a close look. But then when we start seeing, oh, it's a pattern. Oh, they do it all the time. Oh, you know, or it's something so egregious, like there there is no spin in it. I can look at the, listen to the whole context. I, th- I can listen to the video or the audio uh, recording of it. And it's like, oh no, he said it. He meant it. Just like, uh, you know, I'm thinking <laughs> that he meant it. At that point, yes, he can get canceled. But I, I you know, I don't agree with whole the, the idea of cancel culture anyway, because cancel culture yeah. is nothing but capitalism in effect. It is us putting our dollars where we think we want to have it. I'm not listening to you. I'm not supporting your platform. I'm not, I'm not supporting your company. If you go against whatever my ideals are, that's, that's just how capitalism works. Here's the I thing. I think it's though. deeper than that, though. It, it, it is deeper than that. Here's the thing, because last year, Steve Harvey said that he doesn't have any female friends because it's nearly impossible for females and males to be just friends. And he doesn't want that because you're going to wind up cheating. And they tried to cancel him. They tried to say that, oh, well, that must mean you only look at women as an object and you're a predator. They tried to cancel him. So it's more than just where you putting your there. There is a segment in our society that will try to rile everyone up to just literally get you fired and canceled. And even with the whole video clip thing, Shirley Sherrard, who used to work at the Department of Agriculture in the Obama administration, uh, what is that? Breitbart News took a clip of what she said, posted it, and the Obama administration overreacted and fired her. Come to find out. Because they, they accused her of uh, being being racist and not giving loans to white farmers. Come to find out she was just using that as an example on why giving loans to everybody in a fair way is the best way to do it. 
But that was long after she had been fired. So people do it all the times on all levels. And the last thing I want to say is before before you jump in, Ferg, is just taking your example. And I hate to keep using the, the gay example, but we conflate, you know, uh, black and gay as far as the discrimination that they both face. We, we conflate both of those two, those two a lot. And so it was in, it's innocent for you to say, no, I don't want to go to a gay club because I'm not homosexual. But if a white person said, I don't want to go to a black club and they just took that clip, they would more than likely feel the heat. And, and, and a lot of people would paint them as racist. And so I, I just think it's becoming more and more difficult to really state your opinion without those that, are di- those that disagree with it not wanting to cancel you. Like people are not being open to other frames of thoughts. Yeah, I, I, I think I, I agree with that. But like like I said, I mean, you every example you gave was the opposition using that clip. Like I, and exactly like I said, that like somebody would take that clip and say Orazio hates gay people because, because he doesn't want to party with them. Uh, I can see that's the headline, right? That's the Breitbart uh, headline. That's the Fox News headline uh, is, is that's how it would say. And that's going to happen. But when you go back and you look at the totality of it, there are people that aren't going to look at the totality of it, right? There are most people, people inst- most yeah, people, most people won't. Look yeah. And so, then, yeah. like okay. the, the folks yeah. that tried to cancel Steve Harvey, they didn't look at it and say what the, actually what he's saying kind of makes sense in his mind. Like he, you know, it, it it's not that he he only sees women as as you know something or a, a piece of meat or something you know to be a conquered, but it's one of those things that he is saying I don't want to put myself in a situation that it could happen. But where does it stop, though? I think Byron's two examples at the end are perfect. Uh, The fact that you just saying as a straight man who supports uh, the gay community just wouldn't go to a gay club. Is that pretty much what you're saying? Hey, as a white person. And, and wait, I didn't say I didn't I didn't say I won't go. I just said I'm, I, it, it's not where like I'm not like waking up like I'm going mm. to the gay club. I think you said you okay. won't go. We we okay. we're not going to debate that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to debate that. What I'm saying is, if a white person used that saying, I'm not waking up wanting to go to a black club. There's little to nothing they can say to defend that. Steve Harvey just saying, I don't like this. These are my thoughts. And the the people or the people he's talking about getting offended and saying you you're putting me in this this bubble, this is how you see me. Why do you see me this way? And they don't give a damn about his explanation. Mm-hmm. Just the way, you know, if some if a if a white person said the same thing, what could they say to make you look, oh, you just don't go to black clubs because you think they're dangerous or you don't like black music? What 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 could they say to make you feel like it's okay for them to say that they don't want to go to a black club? There's not anything you because there's something negative. You there has to be something negative about a black club. Whatever you say is gonna because well, I just don't like being around too many black people. You know the music's too loud. It's dangerous. What what could you what could they say to make that not cool? I don't like or make that cool. Excuse me. Yeah, like they they you know the the drinks are watered down. I don't know what they're gonna say, but it wouldn't be cool and. The sad thing is, you know, uh, a gay person can feel the same way. 
I kind of asked you, like, what do you think? They're going to hit on you? Like, what makes you the, the, the st- it's a thousand people in the club. You're the one person like, oh, shit, they go rising. Let's get them. Like, it's are, oh, 999 gay people coming after you? It's like, nah, dog, I'm just here. I'm here. I'm here with my homeboy who who happened to be gay. Hit on him. I'm straight. Like, it's, that's not how it goes down. So it's, is there something that we, we have to, I guess, be careful because somebody can see it uh, and uh, explain your thought process more. Yeah. And, and it's even, tough. even in that, yeah, even in that, like I talked about, I don't want to go to a mosh pit. Like, and so there, I, I think. But monsters down, might get offended, dog. They might be. But the thing is, that's, that's <laughs> not, that's not my scene. Right. Uh, and, and, and truthfully, it's, it's I tough. feel like don't act like as black people, we don't look at the white guy that comes into the club. Like, why is that white person here? Cause I've seen it. I've heard it from friends, you know? So it, it, it it's one of those things that you just, you, it, you you want to be comfortable when you go out and have a party when you go and party right and so like i'm not canceling a guy that says i don't go to black clubs or i'm not trying to go to black clubs like me personally i wouldn't i'm not canceling that guy but like you said there are people that are gonna cancel that person because they say i you know i'm not i'm not going to a club now if it's a white person and he's going with five six other black friends and they all hanging out he's gonna feel a little bit more comfortable at that point because he has more friends, he's there with a group. A gr- a gr- Why wouldn't he feel comfortable by himself, Razzy? Are black people dangerous? I don't feel comfortable sometimes going to a black club by myself. It's just because of my PTSD. It, it's it's oh. the, the whole point is, oh. no, like I mean, I don't, I don't feel club going anywhere by myself. Like, like a club by myself. Like, probably name she, a club you that probably you, 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 you cool probably should get some women to protect yourself. you, bro. Huh? You probably should get some women to protect you, bro. I, I should. I should. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, you brought that one home right there. <laughs> but it, oh, I, I think man. to your point, it's it's so easy to have. Everybody has opinions. Everybody has their their thought processes, and all of it is not malintent. It's just we have our we have things that we're comfortable with, uncomfortable with, and even if we're uncomfortable, doesn't mean it's necessarily negative. But the world we live in, you best believe that somebody can take it and run with it. The things we said in the last 10 minutes, somebody can take these these 10 minutes and flip them. Yeah, which kind of goes back to when, when people talk about politicians and everything being so scripted and and or, you know, um, even actors and, and like celebrities and stuff. And they, they're so scripted. That's why they're so scripted. That exactly, exactly is yeah. why it's like I, I anything I say outside of this is going to get somebody pissed off. It's going to make somebody mad. And so I'm sticking to the script. I'm sticking to my talking points and, you know, my my conditioned responses. And then after a while, it get, it becomes so conditioned that it that is your response. It's not even you're not even being fake at that point. It's like. I know how to respond. Ferg, you're in sales. You you know you've drilled a, a counter argument or a rebuttal for certain things that people say. It's like I know exactly how I'm going to respond to this, and 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 you, it becomes second nature to you. And so those people that are kind of using those kind of stock remarks and those practice remarks, it's because it's been drilled in them because they know that 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 won't piss anybody off. So I'm going to say it this way, and, and they become they become rote at that point. I mean, and we, we, we've been doing this podcast almost two years. And I mean, that's the thing. It's I'm pretty sure we'll be listening to the show or during during the show. We'll be like, OK, 
Should I have said that? Or oh, I actually should have said this. You know, we go back and question ourselves what we said, not because it was it was a our opinion has changed. It's just maybe I I came off too brash mm-hmm. or maybe they didn't understand me. Um, last episode, we had six people on. It was a lot of, whoa, 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 you got me wrong. And that's life. So and these are people that we all know that are cool with us. And they still were kind of like, hold on. You said what? So. All righty. I still think I might be the most uh, unhated this show. I ain't gonna say like because they all never like me. You the safest. I'm you the, the safest. safest. Yeah, yeah. Probably I, not. Somebody's like, well, I, I, Fer, I, I you think you're safe? Good. I thought I was good. They both switched it up on this last question. Got me in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> you come down here with me, sir. <laughs> Crabs in a bucket, bro. Crabs in a bucket. Oh man, this was a fun show. Uh, fellas, you guys got anything else? Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. All right, so um, real quick, I know the talk has been about uh, should we or should we not allow, uh, is it Shakari or Shakari? Shakari? Uh, yeah, I can't remember. I think uh, Shakari is what I've heard a couple people say, okay. but I don't know for Shikari sure. Shakari Richardson, should we allow her to run in the Olympics? And that's gotten all the attention. Uh, what has gotten less attention, I believe, is um, one of the, I guess, the author of the 1619 Project, Nicole Hannah-Jones. So North Carolina asked her to come uh, chair their race and investigation uh, journalist division or whatever. And that position is usually tenured. And for those of you that don't know, tenure means pretty much almost like a, a lifetime appointment at, at, at a college or institution. Like you have to do, they want to, they want their colleges and professors to have the freedom to say and discuss and teach certain things that can be controversial without, you know, uh, getting pressured to be fired, you know, by people that disagree, kind of like what we just talked about on the podcast. So tenure just gives them great job security. So they offered her the position, but did not offer her tenure. And it's because a lot of conservatives have, you can, you can almost say that Nicole Hannah Jones has started this whole critical race theory. And I know we got some listeners that want us to discuss that on an episode. That might have to be an episode by itself because that's a very Mm -hmm. deep topic, but because of this 1619 project and a lot of schools saying, hey, we we would like to start teaching this in schools. Conservatives have pushed back and it's kind of, you know, spread into this whole critical race theory thing and, and all the controversy surrounding that. So because of that, North Carolina was not offering her tenure. And so people were fighting on her behalf. She was fighting. She was like, I'm not going to accept the position without tenure. This has been going on for months and months and months. And so finally, because of pressure from faculty and students saying that they were going to leave and stuff, North Carolina on a vote of nine to four voted to give Miss Nicole Hannah Jones tenure. Happy ending, right? Nicole uh-huh. Hannah Jones said, Nicole Hannah Jones said, Oh, I really appreciate y'all, but f- y'all, I'm going to Howard. So I <laughs> yep. just thought that was real cool. <laughs> and so congratulations to her. She'll be there with Ta-Nehisi Coates, who I'm a fan of as far as, uh, especially Between the World and Me, his book that he wrote. 
So good for her. You know, she stood her ground and she, you know, got what she wanted in the end and had the power to say, you know what, I got this other position at another school. So they have with y'all. So congratulations to her. Yeah. Welcome to the HBCU life. Yeah. Talk about HBCUs, man. That that's they are they they are hot right now. And and not on a, you know, flash in the pan type thing. I, I really feel like America, especially black America, is waking up to the benefits of the HBCU experience. So, you know, it, it UAB won me over. But at the same time, you know, I, fam, I, that was my second choice. Right. I would have been there had not UAB gave me so much money. <laughs> really what it came down to. <laughs> so. <laughs> But, you know, it, it's it's one of those things that a lot of people, especially that have the ability to go pretty much wherever they want to go, don't even put HBCUs in their top five or their top 10. And that is, you know, a travesty. And, I, and I'm so happy that people are looking at HBCUs now as a viable, if not a prominent, um, you know, opportunity. Yeah, Um Definitely one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life. And I'm going to keep with this. And you actually kind of led me to uh, what I was going to close with and bring up today was um, FAMU. Crazy weekend for us. Um, this weekend, we are celebrating the homegoing of, of Dr. Frederick Humphreys, our president. They had his services. He passed June 24th. Meeting him was part of the reason I decided to go to FAM outside of the beautiful women. But he just seemed like he was larger than life. His presence. He was the president of FAM when I got there and one of the most well-renowned college uh, black college professors and uh, presidents in history. He actually was a president when FAMU won the Princeton Review College of the Year. Uh, that's what kind of started fam on a whole nother level. Dr. Humphreys, you know, it was I was glad I was part of their, uh, the family experience when you were there and you left shortly after I got there. I think in 2001 was your last year. But to all the Rattlers who listen to anybody who's come across them, uh, we lost a great one. Every time I think of you, I think about the Rattler strike. So I appreciate you, Dr. Humphreys. Be up there hanging out. I know you're, you're doing what you're doing. Uh, we really appreciate you and we'll miss you. So outside of that, anything else, fellas? All righty. Three brothers, no sense. Listen, like, share, subscribe and comment. And most importantly, listen again. Talk to you next week. <laughs>